Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corcoran Entertainment Show today on this lovely, lovely uh, March March day. Um, <clears throat> I'm very excited to be here today. Um, so just before the episode begins, I just want to provide a little uh, disclaimer for some of you. Um, you may notice that the audio uh, not uh, doesn't sound exactly clear today or, or clear as it normally does. Um, we are having some technical difficulties with uh, with our uh, sound mixer here, which uh, I, I didn't really clue into until about halfway through. Um, it's all taken care of, though, now. And uh, you might notice that uh, that, you know, you'll you, you might hear some noise going on outside and the saw going off. They're just doing some renovations outside. And um, so I'm just using the webcam audio just for today. Um, better than nothing, I guess. Eh? <laughs> I definitely want to do the show either way. The show must go on. You guys all know that old saying, oldest, oldest saying in the book. Um, but yeah, it's a great show today. We, we got a really good show today for you planned. Um, we're going to be joined today by uh, Naomi McGowan and uh, Julian Richard from uh, Theatre New Brunswick. Um, they're going to be uh, promoting uh, the upcoming uh, uh, workshop that's going on across uh, New Brunswick here, uh, Digital Now. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I'll, I'll share some of the links on, uh, on our uh, Facebook page, how you can register for free. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm super happy to be in attendance and... Um, in Marimashi here, it's going to be uh, March 28th to the 30th and uh, the dates and the locations, they're all on the site that I'll, that I'll provide um, on our social media. So just, uh, just uh, stay tuned on there. And uh, we're also going to be giving our thoughts on the musical theater company, Star Kid Productions. Uh, they've, uh, they've put out some very unique, unique types of uh, musicals that um, I've never seen before personally. So I just think it'd be, it, it, we're going to talk about that at length. I think it's really, really exciting and uh, really interesting. And uh, we're also just going to be giving our thoughts on uh, what are some plays that translate well from, from uh, the stage to, um, to uh, the screens. Uh, so what, what, what plays work well as movies? We're, we're going to be giving our thoughts on those and then maybe even and also a little bit of uh, what movies work as plays, what 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 goes from the screen to the stage, because I think there's uh, there's uh, some good discussions there. So uh, definitely enjoy the show today, guys. Uh, and um, yeah, we'll just uh, roll the intro. It's a great one today. Corkin Entertainment Show. It's me, Frankie Corkin, and I am t uh, today. I am joined by uh, Julian Richard and uh, Naomi uh, McGowan from TMB. Guys, how are you? Thank you for coming on. I'm good. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm okay. I'm sick. But you're I'm okay, you're sick. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. But, but, but I mean, like, luckily you were you were feeling well enough to uh, come on the show, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> so great to see you. So um, so yeah. So as I mentioned, uh, you guys uh, work for uh, TMB. Um, so where did you guys first discover your your uh, love for the theater? Uh, Naomi, we'll start with you. Where did you first realize that this was like your calling, uh, so to speak? <laughs> it's such it's so ridiculous <laughs> I was in elementary school and in grade five uh Mr. Gopi came to our elementary school he's the director at James M. Hill that mm. uh, he was like we're gonna put on a play and I said oh yeah okay yeah of course that's what I'm supposed to be doing yeah so I went and I did my audition we read out of a nursery rhyme book and then I was the judge of the trial of the big bad wolf and then I got to the middle school and same thing I was like okay where's the drama club in the high school okay where's the drama club university like it just it's just this thing I keep seeking out and uh when I graduated high school I didn't necessarily I wasn't going to study theater necessarily I was going to study science but then I found myself seeking out the theater mm. I was uh, doing a tour at UMB for science and I said oh can I go take the musical theater program at Stu though <laughs> I said oh you probably won't have time and then in my head it kind of clicked I was like oh I gotta, I have to just be doing that all the time. <laughs> no, well, there you go. It, it's a completely different ball game. 
uh i mean like you know it's it's one thing to do it as a hobby and then doing it for a living like uh, uh you know that's got to be quite the change so uh julianne how would you get first involved with this so so what's your titles uh within tmb i should probably ask that first just to like your job yeah, um titles <laughs> you want do you want to go naomi <laughs> Yeah, I'll go quickly. I am an administrative assistant and I am a theater director, music director for the junior programs. There we go. (laughs) And how about Julianne? What's your... uh... Yeah, so I I work for the theater school specifically and uh, I am the theater director for the playtime program. So the really little kiddos and then I'm the choreographer for the junior programs. Oh, so you work with the uh, uh, with the kids too? That's yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fun. So, how did you first get started with uh, theater? How was that really? Was it always what you wanted honestly... to do? Or... Yeah, I mean, I'm similar to Naomi. It goes way, way back to like elementary school days. Um, I grew up in Fredericton, and obviously, we have the TNB Theater School. So, I went to the TNB Theater School. Um, I did like the after school junior classes, which like we now teach. So there's like a very cool full circle moment there. Um, yeah. And then I, I did that all through, uh, all through growing up. And then I went to university for drama. So it's like, a, it's very, uh, it felt very inevitable the whole time. It sort of felt like that was where I was going to end up. I was someone who had a very clear idea of what I was doing from a very young age. This is your destiny kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, teaching, uh, uh, you know, like uh, kids and stuff like that, do you teach like uh, like uh, older older people too? Or is it just more so the kids? For me, I have taught older people. Um, I've done a couple of things with uh, high schoolers, not so much, and some with university students, but um, for the most part, it's with elementary schoolers and sometimes middle schoolers. And to me, they're the most fun because they don't have any kind of um, inhibitions yet. Like they, they're, they're not trying to filter themselves yet, um, <laughs> which, which you find high schoolers and adults doing. There's this sort of shutting down of impulse and uh, I mean, five-year-olds don't do that. They don't know what that is. <laughs> no, well, absolutely. I mean, like, there's got to be some pros and cons to, to like, uh, younger kids and older kids. Uh, you know what I mean? Sometimes they'll listen. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they're like, oh, I'm just in it for shits kind of thing. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> you critique your teaching methods. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, some of them, though, you know, like, it's. <laughs> um, so. I'm, I'm kind of curious. So like, uh, how would you, um, uh, Naomi, I'll, for, I'll, I'll forward this one to you. So how, how would you describe like, uh, like uh, what are some key differences between uh, uh, community theater and uh, professional theater? Because sometimes uh, um, uh, uh, people say, oh, they're a lot alike. Some people say, oh no, they're nothing alike. What's your take on that? Oh my goodness. I feel like the biggest difference is structure and mindset, you know, like with the Right now, I'm actually doing a community theater show right now, which I haven't done in a little bit, and I'm really excited to be a part of. And it's nice because there's more of a relaxed energy to it. Like people really are just doing it for fun, but that doesn't mean that they're not working hard and getting the stuff done, but there is just less of a pressure overall, Mm. which is nice because, you know, everyone is a teacher or a lawyer or doing other things with their time besides just hyper fixating on the script. So there's a lot of fun to be had in that. Um, and you just get to know some really cool people. I feel like I'm just hyping up just community theater. Professional theaters. On the- <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> They're both good. <laughs> For like kind of the opposite reason, because everyone is so focused on the same product and you kind of feel everything being funneled into this one goal collectively, which is super mm. exciting. And it moves so fast because with like community theater, the show that I'm doing now has been rehearsing. I joined late because someone dropped out, but They've been rehearsing since October, November, and the show goes up in June, as well as a professional show that would go up after like four to six weeks. So it's a lot faster. Um, Yeah, those are the kind of the main differences that I've noticed. Okay. Is there one that you kind of prefer or or is it just like, hey, theater's theater. I just love to... I think I I prefer 
the professional ones, just because for me, it's hard to focus on a lot of different things at once. I kind of like the tunnel vision. Let's narrow in and just make this our main priority for the next set amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I find that really exciting too and exhausting in the, in the best way. Oh, okay. um, and I would find myself after doing kind of a string of professional shows and then going back to community theater, I found myself getting frustrated, but on me, not on, it shouldn't be on them because I was uh, expecting it to go faster, but that's not the point of it. It's more for enjoyment and enjoying the journey. Um, but no, I, I, a little bit more professional theater structure wise, but I like both. <laughs> both of it. Uh, there, there's pros and cons to everything. I mean, like, as I said to, to a Julianne, there's pros and cons to you know, teaching uh, younger kids versus uh, the older kids. You know what I mean? There's always, there's always going to be, be problems no matter which way you look at it though. So that's always, um, that's always, uh, is, uh, so what, uh, tell us about the show that you're doing as well. I mean, like, you know, feel free to uh, give a little plug if anybody's oh. in, in the Fredericton area. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be part of Legally Blonde, the musical, which is going to be awesome. So that's at the end of June. <laughs> wish I knew the dates right now. Oh, you <laughs> and Branch Out Productions. We're currently looking for a chihuahua. So if anyone knows a well-behaved small dog that would want to be in a show, hit me up. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly way too big, but I mean, I could probably <laughs> put on a little dog suit, and, you know, <laughs> if you need someone, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pitch it. I'll pitch it. <laughs> Have you guys ever, ever worked with like animals and stuff like that on stage before? Have you guys ever? I haven't. Really. No, no, I haven't. I, not that I can think of. I'm like surprised that I've gotten this far without doing a show that had a dog in it or something. I was going to say, I don't know why, but <laughs> you give off a vibe that you have <laughs> for some reason to me. I just like bring dogs and cats and birds on stage. <laughs> I've gotten to work with two, but I never get to touch them. They're always under someone else's care. So I just admire from afar. They're the... Uh, one of my last shows in university had a golden retriever, which was amazing. Oh. And then another show for uh, Wizard of Oz, we had a little Shih Tzu. Oh, for, um, oh, what's his name? Toto. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, I never get to touch them. It's always somebody else's job. Always someone else's job. You're like, okay, I'm I'm quitting unless you give me that job. <laughs> you sure I need to be the animal handler? I'll drop some lines if I have to. I don't no, know. exactly. <laughs> Is there a bit of a added pressure to that too when you're dealing with animals? Or you're like, okay, this is how the scene's going. If the animal doesn't do this at the right time, it's gonna f up the whole show, kind of thing. Like, is there all, always a bit of extra pressure on you for that? Or oh yeah, for sure. There's just kind of that element of we don't we're not in control of what's gonna happen overall. We had a <laughs> I have a funny story. Oh yeah. One of the shows we're doing with the dog. <laughs> the dog was late one day. And then they showed up right before the show and the dog hadn't been feeling very good. And so they gave the dog laxatives right before the show. Oh. And, but, but luckily nothing happened. It was fine, but we were all super on edge because we're like, we knew that this was the case. And we were just kind of going along during the show, hoping to like, hoping that the dog could continue. <laughs> so yeah, there was a little bit of extra added stress. Just you just gave me an anxiety attack saying that. I was just, I'm just putting myself in your shoes. Oh my gosh. I couldn't even imagine that. It was oh crazy. my God. This is funny. He's like, yeah, he had laxatives today. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Just take care of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. I couldn't even imagine that. Julianne, do you have any funny stories within your, your, uh, oh, your fu- theater tenure? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sure I do. I'm just like, I feel like I'm just going right on the spot I guess the the main story that comes to mind is I have a tendency to get the flu during show runs um which is I know it's so it's it's not funny in the moment but it's really funny after because I'll be looking at at production photos like I remember doing a show when I was in, it was actually a, a, a TNB theater school show when I was 17, I think. And I had a 103 degree fever during during the show. And I look at production photos and I look 
dead inside um but luckily in that show i was playing a robot so it worked like it it, <laughs> it just made me look very artificial <laughs> but <laughs> method. that's method acting folks <laughs> exactly yeah i i went out and and caught the flu on purpose just on just, purpose oh there you go yeah exactly that's um, dedication yeah i don't know it's uh i feel like not too too many outright funny things have happened to me but a lot of things that afterwards they're kind of glad we made it through that and we can laugh about it now oh no absolutely one of the worst nightmares that can ever happen in theater is if something happens on stage that's not supposed to happen and it's it, it's not like a like a movie or a video where you're where you're going about the scene and then something happens okay it's fine just cut it when 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 when, when it happens on stage it's live you can't you know so, I mean, whether that's happened to you guys before, I mean, like, how would you guys handle something like that? You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, especially when you're thinking on the spot, you know? <laughs> uh, I kind of love when that happens. <laughs> oh me <laughs> too. It's kind of one of my favorite, I think we talked about this on your podcast, Julianne. It's one of my uh, favorite parts of being in a show. Because you get to a point where you do know it so well that when things go wrong, you just, you know what to do and how to fix it in a weird way. Uh, so I always feel kind of like a super hero when that happens and I'm able to help fix it. Yeah, oh I actually, I actually did it just jumping off of that. I did a show recently where, uh, one of the actors, a couple of things went wrong. A few lines were skipped and what ended up happening was we jumped almost a page of the script and there was like nothing much that we could do. We couldn't really go back. And I had quite quite a long chunk of text that was coming right after that. And as I started saying it, I realized that everything I was referencing in that line had been in the page that was skipped. So the line made absolutely no sense anymore. So I was there on the fly trying to sort of fill in the line with the information that had been skipped. And I remember, I remember, I remember the stage manager saying after the show, he came down, he was like, I could see the mental gymnastics going on, <laughs> trying to like compress a page of text into this one speech that I somehow had to make make sense. <laughs> cool. I love that. Your brain's doing like somersaults and shit in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, so, oh my gosh. Um, so, um, obviously a big part of, I'm sorry, I was just thinking that, um, obviously a huge part of, of, of a theater nowadays is, um, musicals. Musicals is a huge, huge, uh, uh, part, musical theater. Uh, that's a huge part of, of, of theater as a whole nowadays. Um, do, do you guys have a preference when it comes to like, okay, like uh, I can either do a musical or I can do just a straight through like drama or a straight through comedy uh, kind of thing. Is there uh, sometimes where we're, we're like, oh, you know, like I don't mind both or it's like, no, it's either one way or, or, or not at all. Like, what's your opinion on that? We'll start with you, uh, Naomi. Hmm. I like them both. Both, yeah. <laughs> like everything, both have such great pros and cons. I love, musicals always have such great huge characters which I love playing and also love singing and like dancing uh plays are a nice challenge though I find I find plays a lot more challenging maybe just because I've done a lot more musicals than I have plays um but I like plays because there's a lot more room for table work and sitting down and talking with each other and figuring out the characters there's a lot more not that that doesn't exist in musicals too but I just find it's more prominent in plays so I like both. I can't back. It's, it's choose now. Not kidding. <laughs> How about you, Julianne? Is uh, do you have a preference, or is it just kind of you know go with the flow kind of thing? Oh yeah, that's a oh, that's a really hard question. Um, I'm sort of the opposite, where I've done a lot more plays than I have done musicals. Um, so plays are more of a comfortable space. I'm very used to that. Um, but the thing, the thing I like about musicals is I, I like the dance. I'm a choreographer. I do a lot of dance. I teach a lot of dance. Um, and I really like being able to 
mesh dance with the story, like mesh it with the narrative. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think if it was like a choose now situation, I would have to choose a play. But more and more musicals have been something I'm interested in in uh, looking at down the road. Huh? No, well, there you go. Uh, and uh, is there one play? I mean, like you know, whether you've done it before or you've watched it. Uh, what's what's one play where you're like, yeah, that's why I love theater, or like, or 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 a play that you've been in where you're like, this is why I do what I do. Is there one that sticks out in your head, or is that that's that's like that's almost like if you're a parent and you're choosing your favorite child kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of a favorite child question. Um, I guess I can I'll I'll say what first popped into my head. Um, in my first year of university, I did. The Real Inspector Hound by Tom Stoppard. He's more well known for um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead, which is like his big play. Mm. Um, but he has this one play, The Real Inspector Hound. And um, it was the first time I'd ever been cast as like the kind of the unquestionable main character uh, in a show. And I was like, first year university, first time doing university theater. It was like, it was all very exciting. And that play is just like a comedic, romp it's a parody of Agatha Christie it's um it's it exists just to make people laugh and um I tend to gravitate towards comedy I gravitate towards comedic characters um and getting to kind of be up on stage and recognize that I was there to make people laugh and to tell them a good story and to have them enjoy that story and to laugh at that that was very that was very um exciting for me and I kind of I hold that play very close to my heart <laughs> no well they're absolutely I mean like you know that's 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 the best part about doing any show is it is when it's all said and done you walk out and you hear all the reactions oh my god I love this I love that that's one of those moments where you're like oh my god that's like yeah I did that you know what I mean like 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 you feel so proud you know so how about you uh, Naomi is there one that really stands out to you I mean you've been you've been at this for a while too so you know what I mean that's got to be <laughs> yeah it's hard to pick like each one has offered such a unique experience even the ones that were terrible a terrible time I still I'm glad I did them because I learned something mm. <laughs> anyways but um looking back I think I think Mary Poppins I did that in grade 11 and I think that was kind of my moment of oh this is why I do this even though I hadn't quite decided that I was going to pursue it after high school looking back at how I felt and how I reacted to doing that I'm like oh I knew then I just was kind of afraid to admit it um I think because that show for me I was going through a hard time in my life anyway so it was a kind of my place to go to find peace which is really nice and there's so much camaraderie in that show it's such a big ensemble piece there's so many crazy amazing dances mm. uh, and there's just so much heart in the show that they're and there ended up being so much heart in the cast that I think yeah that one for me was definitely my opener on how much theater can affect audiences but also the people who put them on so yeah no, well, they're absolutely, and Mary Poppins, you can't beat that, you know what I mean? No. Like, that's pretty, can't beat Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> so I know lots of people who, um, when it comes to like, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives, you know, if they've done drama all through high school and they're like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Maybe I want to go pursue theater. Maybe I'll, I want to do something else. And then they might think, yeah, I might do theater, but I don't know if it's really for me, if I like it more as a hobby or if I like it more as, as a passion. So if you were if you were talking to a member of, of, of uh, my audience who's kind of, kind of contemplating like, okay, should I go pursue theater? Should I go pursue something else? What would you have to say to them almost as like uh, life advice to, uh... um, cause it's, it's definitely, as you said uh, earlier, it's a different ball game from pro uh, professional to just community theater doing it for fun. So how would you, whether persuade someone to do it or not do it? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out now. <laughs> Get out now. <laughs> you can. <laughs> so it's, it's a very complicated career path, I will say. Not in an effort to dissuade anyone from picking it, but just a, just a warning. But complicated in an exciting way. Because, I mean, uh, you know, there was a point where in university where I went, okay, I'm going to be an actor. But then I got led down a bunch of different artistic paths. Like, I've 
And now I'm doing administration and directing and teaching and I'm hoping to get back to acting, but you know, like there's so many avenues to grow your career. So I think just to not be daunted by that and just to be excited by the fact that it's not a linear path. And also I think if people are curious about it and are wanting to go to school, I think a bachelor program is such a great option because you get to explore a bunch of other topics while also pursuing theater and you can change your mind throughout the degree as you go too. So if you're like, oh, well, I'm not really feeling theater. I'm going to lean towards more English or towards sociology that you can, you have the option to do that. Mm, absolutely. So I think that's a great middle ground to start if you're not really sure. That's what I did. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> you, you could write a memoir. <laughs> you could write a memoir. Oh, I would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, Julianne? Where would you stand on that? If someone were to ask you, hey, should I pursue this or is it better as a hobby? What would you say to that? I think... I think I would say to go in with the right mindset. Um, it's it, yeah, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna be easy. It's not just gonna fall into your into your lap. Um, and I think a lot of times people don't realize that being an actor or being in the theater world in any way is something that you need to be really resourceful and really creative because you have to make a lot of work for yourself or you have to find people who you want to make work with. Um, so I guess my, my advice regarding that mindset would be to not necessarily look at it as this huge problem, but to almost think of it as a puzzle and that with each connection that you make or each um, audition rejection that still gets your name into the room or um, you know each project that you put together with a friend that then goes on to a festival of some kind like those are all pieces of the puzzle um, and if you think about them not as like little mini problems but as little puzzle pieces that are fitting in I've always found that to be a mindset that makes things feel a bit less daunting um, yeah, and also just, you know, learn to love rejection. <laughs> oh, absolutely, because you're going to go through it no matter what you do, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, there, wow, that's very, I mean, like, you know, because, like, I, I, I still talk to friends nowadays. They think they want to pursue theater, and then at the same time, they don't. So it's great hearing from your guys' pers uh, perspective where this is actually your, this is your calling, you know what I mean? Like, this is what you guys do for a living, so it's great to hear from uh from that kind of from that uh perspective so um so yeah t uh tell us a little bit about this uh digital now uh workshop uh that that's uh, going on across uh it's going on uh it's starting this week correct uh yeah feel free to just uh dive into that that's this is your department <laughs> yeah sure so digital now super cool everyone should do it <laughs> it's a, a digital lit literacy workshop and so basically what that means it's just introducing people pretty much anyone who's artistic to using a digital platform for that so it's not necessarily just designed for theater people it's for people who are just curious about making art online people who are maybe want to have <clears throat> their visual arts digitized things like that uh and we're just exploring a bunch of different kinds of software over three days uh and yeah so it's taking place in Fredericton first and then Mayor Mishi and then Moncton and St. John um and then New York New York Broadway <laughs> uh it's free which is super exciting and the cool thing is too <clears throat> anyone who takes it at the end of it can apply to do a project and using the knowledge that they've gained from this workshop and there's a five thousand dollar grant for whoever whichever participant gets picked so that's really cool yeah that's pretty neat no absolutely so julianne will you be in, in attendance for this or i i might um <laughs> i've been seeing all the promo and i've been i've been sharing all the promo so I'm definitely gonna be gonna be pushing it people's way, and I might be around myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. I, I I'm excited to say I'll be in, in uh, attendance for the for the, for the Miramichi one. I'm super I'm super super excited for it next week. So uh, for anyone uh, local here, Miramichi. So it's uh, March. Um, I'm terrible with dates. Twenty uh, eighth to thirtieth. 
that's right there <laughs> i i had it memorized in my head then i'm like oh, shit, it just slipped my mind uh so yeah so mayor machine uh 20th to 30th and uh they can still apply eh, online to register they can still that's still there's no deadline for that yeah i just checked before i came on here to make sure but yeah it's still able to register you're still still able to register i don't think the the mayor machine one's not full yet i think the fredericton one is but mayor machine you're good to go okay perfect so yeah uh i'll i'll probably share a few things on our facebook page just oh, the okay. next few days it, if there's anybody around and any of my followers who are in Fredericton and surrounding areas if, if you're interested this is definitely a great opportunity for you if you're uh, an aspiring creator or you know if you just want to have a, have fun for three days wherever you are <laughs> get to meet Naomi and Julianne you know so <laughs> lots of fun so um so yeah so with those down of the way we'll uh, move on to our first uh, main topic which is uh just giving our thoughts on the Star Kid uh, uh, Productions or the Star Kid Theater Theater Company. That's how you that's how you call it, because eh? there's like <laughs> uh, when I was searching up, there was like ten different names. It's Star Kid Theater Company, Star Kid Productions. I'm like, I'm just gonna call it Star Kid. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I checked yeah. out the uh, Harry Potter one. That's the one. Uh, uh, that's one of the ones that I checked out. So. Uh, yeah, they're they're definitely a lot of fun. It, it's it, it's something unique. Too, I've never mm -hmm. ever seen like a like a theater company like that before. Uh, so what's uh, what's uh, your take on on that, Julia? So ha have you seen all of them, or have you seen just a few of them? Or I I think I've seen all of them. There's some that it might be I'm I've seen large chunks of them and and not all the way through. But I think I've seen most of them all the way through. And this is going way back like I watched a very Potter musical when in 2011 I think like 2011 or 2012 and then I was I was watching their shows for a long time um and then I sort of rediscovered them in the last year or so or kind of refound them and and then watched all the ones that I hadn't seen um and they got uh Naomi yeah so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I hounded her <laughs> a whole bunch during during some uh, some text messages and even some some classes. We like the kids would have water breaks, and I'd be like, "Okay, here's what you should watch next." <laughs> <laughs> you know, because remember when uh, we were trying to come up with a topic for this, I was kind of like, you know, like just feel free to let me know if you got any ideas. And you're just like, yeah, Julianne's been pushing me to watch the Star Kid Productions. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out and see, see, see what I think of it. It's pretty neat, actually. Really, really neat. Uh, what's your opinion on it now? I mean, like, uh, uh, do you have one in particular that's, whether it's the Harry Potter or it's... Well, so I didn't, I, I only watched two. I watched Firebringer today, actually. And then I went back and watched, uh, or before that, I watched a couple clips from the Harry Potter musical. It was super fun. I I really like the Firebringer one. I like very Potter too, because I mean that's kind of where it all started, right, Julia? Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, you can just tell there's a lot of heart in that. I mean, it is. They all wrote it together. They're a big group of friends, and you can just tell it's kind of a big inside joke. But it doesn't. You don't feel excluded from it. You feel kind of welcome. So it's really fun. But it was cool to see Firebringer, which was made in 2020, compared to 2009. And now they've got much better setup. It's super clear. They've got puppets. They've got shadow puppets. It's just a, a bigger production now. So it's cool to kind of see them evolve. It was super fun. I loved it. I'm going to watch some more of them. I had a great time. It's so neat because I mean, like for me, myself, I'm not, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm a musical. I do like musicals a lot. But for, uh, uh, for me, I mean, like, you know, like, like doing all kinds of acting, I've always been more of a straight like 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 a just a regular play kind of guy well because i mean first of all if you hear me sing you'd want to run for the nearest exit and uh <laughs> and um but no like uh i checked out it's it's something i admire but it was just was just how uh unique it was i had never seen someone taking taking yeah don't mind that saw i'm not sure if you guys hear that or not there's a saw going off in my basement um <laughs> um I never, I, I, I never actually saw a musical where they basically wrote the songs based off like old, like, 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 like uh, old movies or books or stuff like that. Have you guys ever seen anything like that before? Or like, that's, that's the first time I've ever seen something like that. Uh, 
the only other thing I can think of, so I did a show, it's called You're in Town, the musical. And it's basically a musical that borrows and makes fun of tropes from all other musicals. And it's hilarious in doing that. But it's kind of, that one more does so of the genre itself. So I hadn't really seen, besides that, any other musical picking, you know, specific popular uh, media and turning it into something. No. No, it's super, it's super, <laughs> it's so funny. Harry, Harry Potter, they make a lot of musical stuff out of that. Remember the old... Um... What's that old uh, YouTube video they did? Uh, the the um... yes, that one. Oh my gosh, that one. Say. That one. The Potter Puppet Pals. That's what it's <laughs> called. Oh my gosh, uh, I don't know why. That's what I thought of whenever I first saw that they did this Harry Potter thing. I was just like Snape, Snape, ever a Snape. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. Um, uh, oh geez, yeah, no, I got the ticking tick 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 in my head right now <laughs> i couldn't even think straight for a second um so yeah i, I mean like you know uh, was there another one like like uh, in particular that that really stood up to you guys because i mean like you know um uh the potter one was the, uh, the only one that i saw because i mean like you know I, I think of all the ones they parodied i'm gonna pull up that list there because remember i had a list here of all the ones they did because there's just so freaking many of them now um yeah star kid was there one that uh, uh the, like uh was there another one that stood out to you guys or um well i my personal favorite is firebringer the one that that naomi was mentioning that's the one i definitely pushed for her to watch the hardest uh it's the only one in their canon where the music was written by a woman um so it's really cool that they're getting that uh that extra representation and um that they're you know they're using different songwriters for their musicals um but it's funny actually that uh you're in town was mentioned because it's like this uh musical that's parodying musicals uh the most recent star kid show is called the guy who didn't like musicals and it is also a show or a musical that's parodying musicals um but doing it within the context of horror so it, it it's this like <laughs> mashup of horror movie and musical uh about this man who hates musicals who gets stuck in a town where one by one people are being sort of infected by this desire or not not even a desire like a plague to act as if they're in a musical and sing and dance. And it means that one by one as the characters you love start singing, you're filled with this horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very clever. I've never, I've never seen a musical parody done that way before. I haven't seen a lot of horror musicals. Um, so yeah, they're definitely getting more and more uh, I mean, you mentioned like uh, unique in relation to them. And I think even as time goes on, they're just, they're branching further and further out. No, absolutely. And, and, and I thought there was one, it's a holy musical Batman. I never, ever, I never even heard that there was even like a Batman musical too. Like that's like, uh, uh, what's another one I saw there? They did a Christmas Carol live. Um firebringer and trail like really like uh for, for those who listen if you guys haven't seen uh, or listened to any of these i highly uh recommend them because i mean they're very they're very it's something you 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 don't really see a lot nowadays you know what i mean like they're very um like you you don't see people like uh you know going off like like uh, new movies uh, that are coming out and turn them into these these uh you know big musical numbers you know what i mean so that's pretty uh that's pretty um word i said unique already like i'm just i'm just trying to think of another synonym to uh describe that very cool i'll just say that <laughs> um do you guys write at all like any like uh I, I'm, I'm like you know have you guys ever wrote like like the songs or anything like that like what's the pro because uh i'm kind of curious uh to see like what the process is like have you guys ever done anything like that um well actually funny enough well, <laughs> Julianne and I are doing a project right now. <laughs> Ooh, um, was... It's a little bit different. <clears throat> we basically put out a call to have people submit to us under the, the uh, 
the theme of finding joy in the chaos. But we mm. said basically people can send in any artistic medium they want. So they could send us a physical theater piece, a monologue, a scene, a dance, whatever they want, a song. And then we're going to try to turn everything that we get into a play. Okay. So we're going to do some writing. Not sure yeah. what the process will be yet, but. That's really neat. Oh my gosh. Wow. So like a musical, right? Eh? Like that's, is, is that kind of how you're going to do it? Or are you, are you uh, thinking more so? Probably more so play, I think, just because, I mean, I, I write music in my spare time, but I've never wrote, a, I don't know how to write a score. I don't, it's just a lot more complicated. I think for our first project together, we're trying to keep it as simple as we possibly can, just to ease our toes into writing and producing and see where we go, but. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like uh, if you're starting out, there's no better way to, to, to uh, go about that. So no, that's really neat. So yeah, guys, so uh, Star Kid Productions, definitely, if you haven't listened to it, uh, I, uh, you can find like pretty well all of them on YouTube, I believe, eh? Yeah. Definitely be sure to uh, check Yeah, they're all on out. YouTube. The, oh, they all are. Okay, yeah, because yeah, the Potter one, well, well I mean, I still got I still got to do my homework and do and watch some more. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, definitely be sure to let us know your thoughts on the Star Kid Productions and definitely check it out if you haven't, uh, haven't uh, seen them yet um so with that down and out of the way we'll uh, we'll, we'll kind of shift into our next topic which is uh what are some plays that work as movies what are some plays that don't really translate well to the screen i think that's a really interesting um really interesting concept because um for those of you who watched the show you guys know a few a few episodes ago we did a review of uh tick tick boom which you guys watch tick tick boom that's yeah, yeah. So when you when you look at, 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 at that concept, you're thinking like, okay, they're gonna turn like a basically like a like an evening monologue kind of thing to a movie. Like, how is that gonna work? And it translated like perfectly. It translated so well, so well. Oh my god! And I mean, like, you guys saw the last episode. I I I, I geeked out about that movie. That was. <laughs> but um, is there anyone, any any movie in particular that you guys that's that's been that started off as a play, that when it translated to the screen, it was like, oh my god, this was everything. Or was there some that you're like, oh my god, why did they even try? Like. <clears throat> Why did you even try? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say with, 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 with some movies. I'm just like, why did you even bother? <laughs> I'm I'm going to go super niche with this because I actually, I, I have an answer to this. Uh, I don't know if anyone would have seen this movie though. Uh, it's a movie called Marion Bridge. Uh, and it's based off of a Daniel McIver play. Uh, and Daniel McIver is like a canonical playwright within you know Canadian playwriting he's from Cape Breton so he's a he's a maritimer um and that movie it was made I think in the early 2000s it has a very young Elliot Page in it um that's kind of its claim to fame now um but it's it's based off a play and the I've read the play and I've read the screenplay. I read them back to back because if you buy Marion Bridge, you get the play and the screenplay in the same book. Oh, um, that's yeah, it's very cool, especially and and then if you read the 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 foreword by Daniel McIver because he wrote both, he talks about how he wanted to write a screenplay, uh, but he couldn't figure out how to do it because he was so used to writing play scripts so he decided to write a play script and then write a screenplay based off of that play script um but reading them both I don't think the screenplay is very good no <laughs> and I think the play script is brilliant um so I and, and I think it's just because when you're writing for film you're thinking about producers and audience members you're thinking about what people are gonna want to see. There's a lot more financial uh, stakes involved. Mm. Um, theater is already, you know, often such a, I don't wanna say niche again, but it's, you often know who you're going to get to come see theater. Whereas with film, you can kind of cast your net on a wider audience. Mm. Um, and I, I think in regard to that play and to in a lot of, um, 
play to film adaptations I've seen, I find that they've suffered because they're trying to play to too big an audience. They're trying to make it like an everyman's piece of work mm, um, yeah. instead of staying true to the story that they're telling. So that that's one very specific example, but I'm kind of using it <laughs> to just like, that's sort of my general thoughts on, on that. No, definitely. I, I mean, like, you know, uh, you might take one play and just be like, hey, you know, worked as a play. You want to just try it and see what happens. And then it's just a, either a glob of shit or it's or it's the best thing that you, uh, you ever saw. Is there one that comes to your mind, Naomi, that you can? Um, there's one that I've seen that I really liked. And there's one that I really want to see. And I think it's going to be good. Uh, I really liked West Side Story. I saw it in theaters. I thought it was great because... I, I love when they bring musicals and make them into movies, usually when they're done well, because it just <laughs> makes it more accessible. Cause it's, I, I love musicals and I love plays, but I hate going and watching low quality bootlegs of musicals and plays. I just, I don't find it interesting or engaging. No. You know, but then if they put in the movie, you get to see things that you wouldn't even see in person, like those up close, like facial expressions the things that are so great about movies. So you get, extra little nuggets of story, which is great. Um, but I thought West Side Story was so great because it, you know, they stuck with what makes it so great on stage, the amazing dancing, the amazing singing, and they played with some really beautiful lighting in the movie, which is what makes the stage so great as well. Mm. I find sometimes in movie musicals, they'll try to add movie effects that to make it fantastical that aren't really necessary, like, uh, trying to think of an example um i don't know just adding little graphics or like little extra video things like okay a dear evan hansen i didn't like that one that much they added oh i heard of that i never watched it though but yeah that one wasn't great they just they added a lot of uh social media effects which i don't really like when they do movies anyways because social media moves so fast that by the time a movie gets done the elements they put in aren't topical anymore uh so yeah, they would have everyone like video chatting up on the screen and popping up and it just, I don't, it takes me kind of out of it. Uh, what's another one? I don't know. But the one that I do want to see is The Humans, which is, a, it's a play. Have you heard of that one, Julianne? I haven't. No. Well, my friend was telling me about it. It's a story about, it's, it's not a horror story, but it's creepy kind of. Basically a family sits down for Thanksgiving and then I don't know, secrets come out and relationships get explored and questioned. I feel like that one would translate really well to film because it is just simple. It's just them at a table and the the house is the setting. And I think as long as they keep the theatrics of it, it'll be good. So if they find ways to make the house a character, you know what I mean? Like uh, instead of adding in extra things, I find that's where plays and musicals that get turned into movies go wrong when they try to add too much to it. You're just like, oh, it's it's just it it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel right, you know? Like yeah, it's like we didn't need that weird CGI or whatever. Just play with the lighting, be mm. more subtle with it. I think. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and there's one that actually I mean, like you know, speaking of uh, Harry Potter, we were talking about earlier. They actually uh, um, the the next installment, the Cursed Child they they straight up turn that into a play i i've never seen it i don't know if it's if if it translates well to the stage or what i don't think it's a musical or nothing like that um i don't think it is anyway have you, have you guys seen harry potter and the cursed child or i haven't, no, I haven't. yeah i just think uh that that was a very interesting choice to instead of turning that into uh just a new movie they just turned it to a play i, I find that very very uh very uh interesting how how would you guys picture that as as like a as like a play Could, can you really i mean it's i mean i'd love for it to work i think it'd be so hard to achieve that magical uh like the spells and that element on stage if they could i'd be all there for it but i feel like i don't know i don't think <laughs> translate very well <laughs> there's some there's some you're just like like oh no just stay on the screen or no 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 just stay on the stage it's okay like just you know yeah. don't 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 try to branch out at all um <laughs> you guys said earlier or, or, or well um we were talking uh tick tick boom like that's oh my gosh like like give me your opinion on that like how 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 well did that translate like that's it was awesome 
You go, Julian. I've been talking a bunch. Yeah, I mean, no, Tick 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 Boom was fantastic. Um, I have a running joke with my friends that if Jonathan Larson's name is mentioned, I spontaneously burst into tears. Uh, so <laughs> I I sort of held off watching Tick Tick Boom for a while because I knew it was gonna be an experience. Oh, um, 100%. Yeah, but it's it, it was phenomenal and it's, I mean, Andrew Garfield was uncannily good. If he doesn't win the Oscar, I'm still, I'm still like, you know, I'm like, where do I sign petitions? Yeah. Petitions we'll are still, but I wouldn't do petitions, <laughs> but in this case, I would sign to get him that Oscar. <laughs> we'll, we'll stage a, a protest if, if he doesn't win the Oscar. Literally, literally, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it was, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I think it, it really did justice to uh both to tick tick boom the show but also to jonathan larson as an artist and to his um his strengths as an artist and and i think it's also really interesting that the movie is about running out of time uh Mm. in a lot of ways and um directed by lin-manuel miranda most famous for hamilton a show which is about running out of time Uh, (laughs) so that those are just sort of some parallels that I I really enjoyed and I, I felt gave a nice insight into the the process of the minds behind behind the movie absolutely someone um where did I see this it was a comment I think or it was a tweet or something like that they said uh tick tick boom was essentially the uh Avengers endgame uh for Broadway fans <laughs> and I said yes that's that that that's like beyond that's that's such a good analogy I never actually put it that way but it, it's just crazy how they can take like a, um, if I remember correctly, it was a tick, tick, boom in real life. That was just a one night thing. That mm-hmm. whole monologue thing. That was just one night. That was a one shot, one deal kind of thing. And they turned that into this, this remarkable film that's that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, probably, I, especially for, for all, all of us, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, theater, theater lovers. And, uh, you know, we want to succeed and see your dreams come true it just really hits home. It really, really does. And um, I mean, like, yeah, of course, I mean, like, you know, Lin, Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda, that was his directorial debut. Who knew that, that the guy could direct so well, let alone sing very well, you know what I mean? Uh, spe- speaking of that, have you guys ever seen Hamilton? Were you guys ever able to see Hamilton? Because everyone I've talked to is like, yeah, I was going to see it, but I just, I just, I just couldn't get tickets. Very popular. I didn't see it live. No. I saw the pro shot on my birthday when it came Ooh. out. Mm. Um, it's good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> I really like it, but but when she talks I, like that, yeah, but I was like, uh oh, <laughs> rant. <laughs> I really loved it. I think the ensemble work was great. I love the music, I love the dancing, I love the acting. Uh, story wise, I just get irritated because I don't give a sh- about alexander hamilton it's like the whole time they're telling you you need to care about this guy he's the best he's the best he's so great and i I remember watching and just being like why what's so great about him so why i just felt like he's the title character you're supposed to like him no (laughs) (laughs) they're just like because he's alex shut up stop asking questions (laughs) (laughs) i needed more i was like give me a reason to care it's like it's like uh, Breaking Bad. You're like, um, why am I rooting for uh, Walter White? He's poisoning kids and this and that. Well, because he's the main character. Shut up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I said so, guys. God, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I think that's just a testament to the to like you know the writing and uh, and uh, the acting and the directing that you can take a character who is just the most despicable person who who could walk the earth. And if you're able to at least maybe not like sympathize, but you're able to un- understand why they are the way they are, then it, then that's that that means you you you've done a good job. So yeah. um, I'm just trying to think. I feel like I feel like there was another one that was on the tip of my tongue that uh, I think I'm missing. Oh, uh, the Odd Couple. The Odd Couple is one. Have you guys seen the Odd Couple or? No, it's not. No. Oh, uh, uh, one of the best plays uh, in history, in my opinion. Um, uh, do uh we did that play with uh 
with a CM Productions here in Miramichi back, it was like almost three years ago now. That was the one play, remember, like like uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, one plays that you're like, this is the moment where I realize I want to do theater. That's the one play. And 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 they translated that super well to the uh, uh to the to to the screen. They turned it into a into a movie with a sequel. The sequel was meh, but um, but that's a good example. If you if you if you take if you take all the precautions and you and you just don't say hey this is a big big money grab let's do it you know then do 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 it justice and and it'll all be smooth sailing from there. So um. Yeah, is there anything else that you guys think of in terms of like, you know, from the stage to the screen or from the screen to the stage or? I will say one thing like in favor of, of the screen uh, is that animated musicals are fantastic. Mm, yes. um, just about every child in the world is obsessed with Encanto right I now i watched it last night oh you watched it <laughs> um i am also obsessed with Encant An another lin-manuel miranda creation i don't think it's his creation but he he wrote the music for it um and i think that that um disney and disney pixar have been doing a lot of really cool things with musicals uh in the animated world that I don't know how well it would translate to stage. Like I know there are some musicals that come from animated movies. Like there's the Frozen musical um, and Shrek the musical. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that there's something so magical about animation and about tying like the musical form to animation that I sort of feel like that's that's like the 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 high point of movie musicals is animated movie musicals. Wow, I actually didn't even think about that too. I'm, I'm like, how am I forgetting the Lion King? How am I forgetting, you know what I mean? Like, wow, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. I was just thinking, I'm like, I, I, I knew there was something on the on the tip of my tongue. They translate very well. You know what I mean? Like like, mm -hmm. like a Lion King, you know, was very successful on Broadway. Aladdin, I got to see Aladdin in New York as well. And the movie, like it was just, you know, like it felt like I was in a, like just a movie theater watching a movie at some points um so that uh that's what i mean like you know just pick the right show if it fits do it like you know what i mean if it's a show you're like i, I don't know how this will translate to the stage or i don't know how this will translate to, uh, to the screen my motto is just just don't do it just don't just don't just don't touch it you know what i mean like just mm -hmm. stay, stay away from it uh that's just how i that, that's where i stand on that but um <laughs> so um yeah is there is uh is there anything else or that's i think Really, Heather's is a good one too, but Heather's is kind of the opposite, where it was a, a movie first that got turned into a musical, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I and both of those are banging, absolutely banging. Banging, there we go. <laughs> these are these are all some uh, some uh, some uh, advertisements for these movies. Yeah. Naomi, Naomi approved. Uh, <laughs> Julianne approved. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, there we go. That's what we're here. We're here. We're here to uh, to. Um, to let people know what they're missing out on. Um, so, so yeah, I think that'll probably do it for uh, this week's episode. Uh, I just want to thank my guests, Julianne uh, Richard and uh, Naomi uh, McGowan. Do you guys have any final words you'd like to say? Any final plugs? Where can we expect to find you next, aside from the digital now? Any plays in the works? <laughs> Okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I I don't have any place in the works right now, aside from the, the project Naomi and I are working on, which is still very early baby stages. Um, but I guess since I'm on a podcast, I will plug a podcast. I have a podcast. Hey. Um, <laughs> it's called it's called Extraordinary People. There's a lot of fun interviews on it with really exciting folks. A lot of theater folks. Naomi's been on it. Um, so you can hear us talk all about, we talk about pigeons for a weirdly long amount of time in that episode. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's my plug. I'll plug that. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Actually. Oh, wow. Really, really, that's really good. No, I'll have to do a check that out now. So yeah, definitely feel free guys to uh, check out Julianne's podcast to listen to pigeons. If you're into pigeons, yeah. uh, <laughs> among other things, uh, is, is there like, um, 
like a certain i mean like it is it kind of like you guys just pick topics each week to discuss or is it just kind of like you know you just go with the flow or what's it's uh it's it's very go with the flow i'm just so interested in getting to have um conversations with people that come from a place of of curiosity instead of sort of coming in with a preconceived idea of of what where things are gonna go or even who people are um so i've been lucky enough to interview some people who i'm extremely close to and know very well and i've also interviewed some people where it was the first time i ever talked to them um and i try to approach those conversations from the same mindset and from the same place um and sort of refined how to talk to each other uh which it's so easy to make sometimes <laughs> exactly exactly and especially um after the pandemic uh and as someone who is an introvert and spent you know my little introverted self spent two years kind of just living in a corner um it's it's been a lot of fun to to get to have those conversations and and um talk to people no absolutely and you know we all gotta find something now you know things are slowly getting back to normal and uh let's just hope you know it's a light at the end of the tunnel uh how about you naomi what's your podcast do you have a podcast (laughs) my podcast is just me walking around every day talking to people (laughs) it's a video podcast in that case yeah (laughs) Uh, <laughs> just an audio version and you just hear uh, Naomi's footsteps just <laughs> um no I don't have anything else I don't think uh we're still looking for submissions for our project so maybe I'll send you that link too yeah um, absolutely I'll put it up on our uh, Facebook page and Instagram and ooh. get the word out maybe TikTok too <laughs> TikTok yeah, honestly, I do not. I don't understand TikTok. I could. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Besides that, um, thank you for having us. It was so much fun. It made me feel a lot better to get out of my bed and talk to some people. So <laughs> I really appreciate it. No, well, there we go. And it was a pleasure having you on. Hope you're feeling better soon and uh, so uh, feeling better in time for the big uh workshop. You know. Yeah. That'll, that'll be keeping you busy for the next uh, couple weeks. So, uh, de- so yeah, uh, thank you all for tuning into the show today. I want to thank my guests, Julianne Richard and uh, Naomi McGowan. And uh, don't forget to check out Julianne's uh, podcast. We'll put the link in our descriptions and uh, I'll share it up around on our uh, Facebook page. And uh, so, yeah, so thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, this is Frankie and that's Julianne. That's there we go. For those of you watching the, the video version, I'm just pointing down. <laughs> That's Naomi. Uh, signing off. Thank you guys. Bye.